how's it going this is miguel with socal watch reviews thank you so much for yeah. uh stopping by i guess if you will and uh, i know there's a, a ton of different uh podcasts out there watch related podcasts and just all kinds of podcasts so the fact that you're taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast uh i appreciate it my boy p ross appreciate it uh, appreciates that uh p ross absolutely what's up how's it going buddy how are you oh man yo it's going it's going bro we back in the building once again. Let's get it. I'm glad to uh, be back. I'm glad to be speaking to you. Uh, but of course, we had to bring in uh, an old friend, an old uh, friend of ours and friend of the podcast. But you yeah. do the intro. We've missed your intros. Let's do it. Yo, yo, yo. Look, look. Check this out. Check this out. We have... A guy, a great guy. Mm-hmm. See, see, due to the fact that y'all ain't seeing what I'm seeing, his greatness is like coming through the screen. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like his aura is like just so, so great. You know what I mean? But we got my man, Jason. Check him out on Instagram. Watch Roland and all the great work he's doing around the community and everything else. Jason from Watch Rolling in the building. What up, baby? Good morning. <laughs> I appreciate it, P. Um, it's just getting used to Zoom. I can't tell like when I'm on the screen or not. It's a it's going to be a slight adjustment for me. But I appreciate the warm welcome. I'm happy to uh, join you guys again. It's been too long, uh, and I love your guys' stuff. You know, you're one of the first one of the first podcasts I ran across. Um, I just always appreciated the honesty and. Uh, and insight you provided into watch enthusiasm, especially when I was really new into it. So it was a, uh, it was always like hanging out with some of my some of my buddies when I was listening to the show before I got to know you guys. I was like, oh yeah, you know, Miguel and P are on. Let's just listen for a little while and have a good time. So I appreciate it. How you guys been? Doing good, man. Yes, sir. Nice. I I really appreciate yeah, the support, and and I do remember you uh, reaching out early on, and I just want to let everybody know, and 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 Jason could attest to this that. If you send us a DM or reach out or whatever, we will get back to you. It's like we, the fact that we're on social media or whatever, it just, it doesn't matter. We're just part of the community. I wish I could be part of the community more in person, but I just can't, you know, I've been invited multiple times to events and different things and I, well, not events, but like watch meets and stuff. And I just never end up going, you know, it's, it's, I live far away from everything and and I know I can make time, but to be honest with you, I'm just so into like social media and the behind the scenes kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. um but anyway the the way that we contribute is with the podcast and our own youtube channels and all the success they viewed um had is it's amazing so what i want to do is let's do a risk check and then i want to go to you so you can kind of talk about what you've been doing and then we can get into the meat and potatoes of this uh particular episode which is the neo mega releases and the new tutor releases or tutor release i guess (laughs) <laughs> so Jason, we'll start with you, man. What, what are you wearing on your wrist? Uh, today I have on the Grand Seiko. Nice. SBGX335. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's got the, it's the quartz, no date. Um, nice. Yeah. 
bro. It's so in my in my short watch journey, this is just a summation of um everything that I love in a watch. And um I've actually sold off a, a metric butt ton of my divers and because having this thing on the wrist, I don't understand why I would wear another diver, especially since I'm not diving. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm desk diving. But it's a uh, man, it's just the finishing, uh, understanding what the quartz movement does, the thermal compensation, how it's, you know, it's sealed and it protects the gear train and, you know, the battery is easy to change out and how it has that dual pulse motor for the seconds and it's actual mm. real metal second hand. So every time it goes one second, it's actually pulsing twice to, to move the metal hands, uh, the metal second hand and then uh, the anti back play gear. So it doesn't do the boing that most like course right. clocks and stuff you see do. So it's always going to hit the markers. And I, and I actually thought it was kind of uh, a janky little thing until I actually looked at it for like 10 minutes straight. And I was like, no, this thing's hitting every single second marker. That's and um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a hefty boy, but um, yeah, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, cause you guys have gotten, um, I, I, I call this like the grail. I never knew I really wanted until I actually got my hands on it. Um, I really appreciate Seiko and what they do and what they provide up and down the line as far as price points go, I guess, because I've kind of like, like most of us probably that are kind of years into this, you, you hit different levels of the Seiko stuff. Right. And there's, and there's hits and there's misses and there's likes and dislikes and there's things that, you know, are good and could get better. But I feel like that's the one brand that could really give you an opportunity to experience a bunch of different stuff at different price points. And then, to me, Grand Seiko just kind of felt like the natural progression for me from my first quote unquote luxury piece. And, um, yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah. I, I, I up, think, man. uh, when I, I remember when I got my well first and only Grand Seiko and I sold it, but I, I didn't sell it cause I didn't like it. I sold it cause I needed money to fund something else. And you know, the addiction, that's just not the way it is, you know, but I remember when I first got it and I unboxed it and I was just, my jaw just kind of dropped because I was like, I, when I saw it at the AD, their lighting is so terrible that it looks cool, <laughs> you know? But when I got it here and I was like, let me take some pictures of it. And I turned on all my lights. I got my camera out. I was just like, what the hell? Like, I've yeah. never, ever seen anything like this. Like, the details, the shine to the Suratsu is like, it's, yeah. you need to see it in person in order to appreciate it. And you hit, the, hit a really good point. A lot of people kind of look down on quartz of course and then i get it there's different kinds of quartz but the nine what is it the nine f quartz yeah uh, six nine and there's F6, a one okay. so this is the one this isn't okay. uh there's been other iterations of the same movement going on but this one is the first one the first one okay cool yeah but it's different it's the serviceable mo movement like you said they they work so much on just the seconds hand alone which is crazy yeah. you know yeah. they, they they didn't just put a chinese movement or whatever i mean grand seiko did their thing you know what i mean and and uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I seen your oh, I progression it. through watches and there's only so much we can do on our side to showcase people. Look how great this is. They need to experience it for themselves, you know, and yeah. just because it says Seiko on the dial or grand Seiko, people go, well, I mean, how much different can it be from a Seiko five? And it's like very different. <laughs> yeah, very, very congratulations, bro. Oh, I appreciate it. Pete. Oh, it's a on it. And, and just, you know, like people are going to think we're sitting around and just patting each other on the back, but like you guys are really instrumental in helping me learn a bunch of stuff. The two of you just, you know, 
whether it's the videos or the interviews or just your, when you guys would have conversations back and forth about different brands and, um, you know, cause I'm a data guy. Right. And so a lot of the people that are watch enthusiasts that have a platform like you guys, I don't think enough people tell you, thank you for the data you provide us to make decisions. And you know, it's, and it's never like I only watch one video of one person and that's how I make my right. decision. I'm pulling information from a lot of places. And it's interesting because everybody's got their, I will say, you know, some people are five tool players, like, you know, but some people are like three tool players. There's three things they really like. Some people don't care about accuracy. Some people don't care about, you right. know, like where it's made or whether the movement's in house or some people even know that that's a bunk term at times. But like the the fact that you get up and provide information and do it for free, essentially helps people, I think more than you think. So I just want to be the, you know, one of the, one of the many people has probably told you both. Thank you for that. You know, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. You. We appreciate I, that, bro. Shoot. Yeah. We personally don't get thank yous. We get a bunch of negative comments from people or, you know, <laughs> little stupid things like that. And it's like, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, we don't really get paid for this. And the Google money that we get is so little that it's mm-hmm. just not enough money to even buy a watch, you know? Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's one of the downfalls of like social media. If you don't work for somebody or really get paid, you're doing it as an enthusiast. But it gets to the point where a you run out of money, right? Because you don't have money to buy more watches because if you don't have a partnership or B, and this is kind of happening to me and I don't know how to explain it, but and I don't mind talking publicly about it, but I've been doing this for a little over four years, invested a ton of money, right? Invested a ton of time. And I was lucky enough to hit a a, a good number on YouTube, number of subscribers that I'm like, oh, I never thought I I get there. And now that I'm there, I don't know. It just kind of doesn't feel any different. If anything, it feels more like I don't want to do it anymore, you know? And it's like that enthusiasm, that fire, that desire that I had in the beginning, it's just not there anymore. And I'll tell you why. I've been looking at watch collecting and it was always about, I need that next piece. I need that next piece. And the reason for it is because I needed to make a video, needed to take pictures. And once it was kind of done and it was in the watch collection, I was like, I'll enjoy it for a little bit, but it's like, I need more. I need different, you know? And now it's like, I want to enjoy more of the back end of things. I want to enjoy watch collecting for what it is, not to show people, but more to enjoy it for myself, if that makes any sense. I don't want to stop making videos, but I don't know how to kind of encourage myself to keep doing it, if that makes any sense. No, I think it's a natural thing. Like I noticed in P's channel when P, you know, the YouTubers that P likes to watch. So, you know, I have a, I have a government name uh, YouTube channel. So I watch all my YouTube stuff on there, majority of it, right? Mm Mm-hmm just cause it's easier. And, um, you know, like I, I noticed when P was doing, Oh, you know, watch YouTubers. That I like, and I think that's a good thing because right. usually the YouTube thing is always people going like, look at me, look at me. You know what I mean? Like, and I get right. it. That's the whole point of YouTube. But when I saw P's, I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting way to like keep your channel fresh. Right. Is to share what you appreciate with other people's channels yeah. because, because everybody's complicated. Everybody's got a different personality. Right. So, you know, right. It shows, I think it shows a side of P's personality, like who he watches. And then, um, it's just, it's just like kind of giving back. I mean, it takes, it takes five minutes to do that. I mean, I know it takes longer to make the video, but you know what I mean? Like when you're <laughs> yeah. editing and all that stuff, but really right. it just takes five minutes to do it. I think that's a cool thing, but I hear you because I've, I've, I'm, I'm going through the same thing kind of with where I'm, you know, I'm like <clears throat> 62 or 63 episodes into my podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a month off. Thanks. I'm taking a month off to kind of reformat it. Um, make it more usable for video because I think some of the resources I show it's easier to, it's better to show them on video. I've always felt that way, but I kind of have a setup now to where I can do it. Okay. Um, but like for me, it all comes down. The watch thing comes down to access, right? 
And, and when I went to wind up in New York city, that's what I quickly learned. Like if, if I lived in New York city with my personality, I would, I'd probably be able to walk in and just get watches and borrow them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sheer law of a- average. You know what I mean? There's so many different businesses and stuff like that. And it's not quite the same thing out here. I don't think that, um, what's the word I'm looking for the whole collaborative thing where I live isn't entirely as much as it is in New York. Right. Cause there's so many voices in New York, for example, yeah. that you need that collaboration to get out. You need the word of mouth you need, but most importantly, you need access. Right. Because like, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like I, it, you're just not going to roll across, run across a Rolex every single day. You're not going to run across yeah. an Omega every single day. And um, I know in my neck of the woods, it's kind of like the desert. When you do run into them, the person usually just bought it for the name and not so much for like the, the provenance or the watch or the history or the horology about it. So then you're, you know, like you're not going to be like, like you guys know, like if you came and lived in my neighborhood and you were like, yo, could I borrow your grand Seiko do a video? I, I just toss it to you. Now <laughs> I take something of equal or less of or, or equal value in return for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would be like, yeah, go ahead and you'll go ahead and borrow it. Use a, use a film. And I think that part has been probably the biggest struggle for me is like just access to some of the, some of the stuff that gets, I think more clicks. I've been provided access to some really cool stuff, but like if you were trying to like stir up some followers and stuff, like there's certain names, you know, that are just going to, people are going to tune in just because of the name, but But it's still fun. mm -hmm. But to your point, and I'll, I'll I'll be transparent here. I've been offered watches to borrow from two people, and I just didn't really jump at the opportunity because I just I don't know. I just I I guess I'm losing motivation. But Watchfinder, I recently did a collaboration with them, and they're like, "Hey, if you want to borrow watches, just let us know. We'll let you borrow whatever you want." And I was just like, "Hmm, okay. Yeah. I don't really care." And then another one was Teddy Baldassar. They let me borrow one watch, but just the way that they did things behind the scene, I wasn't too happy. So I just borrowed that one and I just never really wanted to go back. So I don't know. I think for me, it's just more like I need to find my my kind of mojo and motivation again. And again, I I hear what you're saying. It's more about the clicks and it's like, what what watch is going to get views? What watch can I feature? And it's like, for me, it's always been about what watch am I interested in? Even if it doesn't get clicks, a lot of the crap that I feature on my channel it doesn't get views, but I think it's cool. I, I I like the way it looks, you know what I mean? I don't know about you, P, but that's that's the whole point though, right? You know, um I mean I I guess it, it, it boils down to this too that when you are actually satisfied with what you got, you know what I mean? Like and you don't feel like you need anything else, it's kind of like, well, what's the point now? You know yeah. what? You're absolutely you know I mean? right. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost like, like we what's were... the point? We were like yeah. chasing, we were like chasing that big dream, right? And and and, and I hate Scratching to say all this. The time. Like, yeah, 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 100%. And I hate to say this, but for me, it was always the bigger brands, right? The Rolex or the Omega. And I was like, I'm never going to get there. So in order to get there, I was experiencing all these like more affordable watches. But once like peep hit the nail on the head, once I got there, I noticed that everything just kind of stopped for me. And it, And I even made a little short. I said, that's good for me but bad for my audience because now they're not going to get content out of me, you know, because mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just like, personally, I hit that and I, I, it's almost like I want to take a break to just really enjoy being a collector yeah. because of the past four years, I haven't really been a collector. I've been 
a guy on YouTube that just reviews these things and is on to the next, on to the next. And I'm really never enjoying my personal watches. I'm always enjoying the review piece or always yeah. focus on the review piece. What am I going to talk about? Uh, okay, today I'm going to do B-roll. Tomorrow I'm going to do the script. And then I have to do the filming. And then a week goes by and it's like, there goes another week where I just kind of ignored my watches. I was more about the review yeah. piece, you know? So, See, and that's where I think, I think, um, so you, you guys know, like in the last, um, you know, a couple, a couple years has been really interesting. You know, I, I, I was able to do some stuff with Zodiac. I was able to, yeah, I got published on a blog to watch and, um, and I've developed a pretty, oh, thank you. I got, I got, I developed a pretty good friendship with Mike Pearson. And, um, you know, the one thing Mike always talks about is like telling a story. Right. And I've been thinking about, that's why I took a month off because, and it's going to sound to a person that's not a watch enthusiast, you guys will understand. So I got this grand Seiko and it's like, man, this is, this is it. Like I, mm-hmm. I've said that before about other, no, this is, I do not need another diver. This is, it would be ridiculous. Like I'm not going to find another diver that lines up in the stars for me. Like this one does right? I pick it up every freaking morning and I go, I don't got to set it. I don't got to do anything. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the indices look like raindrops and diamonds in the sky. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I explain mm-hmm. it. Right. Like it's such a, it's such a, it's such a well-made, well-finished watch that my wife's even like, man, that thing's beautiful, you know? And it's a chunk of slab of metal. I mean, it's like not dainty or anything, mm-hmm. but my point is, is like Mike always talks about making stories and that's, I think the angle I'm going to go with this. And and that's what I've thought about a lot is like, I can get to three or four pieces and I'm just going to start telling stories, the stuff I do with those watches, the places I go, um, you know, the events that's I go cool. to, I, I think because I've, I've watched you guys like, you know, I know P got his Omega, his, you know, Speedmaster, oh, yeah. um, and P you got a rail master too, right? Like an old school yeah. rail master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was watching this stuff. I was like, man, these guys got some, you know, kick butt pieces. And I think like, I think that we might all kind of be like, you guys are further advanced, but at the point where it's, it's about telling stories with what we have. If, if we're happy with what we have, we need to start telling the stories about what we have. Because I think even if it's like, I went on a three day vacation with my family. Like the one time you went to Catalina Miguel or whatever. Right. Yeah. And you know, I thought that was interesting little roundup you did at the end. I was like, Oh cool. You know, you like went to Catalina, like, and I've been to Catalina. I'm from Southern California, but it's like for the rando that's never been out there. They're like, Oh man, look at this place. Secret right? gem. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's an Island in the ocean and uh, you can go visit it. And then like, and it's even the silly stuff like P when P drives by like a, uh, a Rolex, billboard, Rolex, Rolex. yeah, you know what oh, I mean. Yeah, yeah. P, P, there, there is a billboard when I go to work every morning. It, it's, it's a jewelry store, right? But uh, it changes like every three months, right? Oh, every right. time I see a watch brand P that they're advertising, you pop up in my head. That's what, I, that, that's out, the effect that I want. That is the effect. I'm driving down that. the road and I'm like Rolex, Rolex, yeah. Rolex. And I'm like, right. you know what I mean? Because, yeah. because it's the cool little things, right? And, and that's a thing that. I find so interesting about the, the, the hobby or whatever you want to call it is that, you know, uh, my boy, Alex from army and time, and we do the government cheese time stream every Saturday morning. And, you know, Alex is from Puerto Rico. He's active duty army, but like dude's way knowledgeable, bro. Way. I mean, like super knowledgeable technically about watches and he gets like the design stuff. He's a photographer in his free time. Um, but he gets like the design element, but he's so knowledgeable and, you know, running across him and becoming friends with him has been a blessing for me because I learn a lot technically. Um, it's like running across you guys and, and establishing friendships with you guys. But it's just the, I know I appreciate the different angles that everybody comes at when it comes to this watch enthusiast space, right? 
And I can tell genuine from not genuine. And I can say like, you know, guys like you and your genuine approach, I would just say, keep at it. But like Mike always says, just tell a story because that's what people want. People want to be entertained. Yeah. There's knowledgeable stuff. I want to go to a video and be like, yeah, I want to see Miguel break down the X's and O's of this watch. You know, it's, it's size and all that stuff like that. But like, once you start telling stories, because if a person's emotionally invested in you and what you're doing, then the stories are going to work. Right. And it's like, because I always joke around like everyone, and no offense to anybody, but everybody's like, oh yeah, I want this Navy SEAL to wear my watch. Like, bro, I was never a Navy SEAL. I was just a dude on a ship fighting fires. Right. But I got a cool story. I've done cool stuff. Right. And it's like, I don't think you always got to be the person that lives on Park Lane that has access to Vacheron Constantine to tell an interesting story about you and your watches. You right. have those interesting stories. And and if you put them out there, people that um that you resonate with, people that I don't like the word align because that sounds weird. People that see themselves in you will tune in. And I think that's a better audience than have than a bunch of people who are gonna just tune in because you're going over the same watch someone's gone over 14 times already yeah thing, you know oh, and, I, and I, I think you you bring a pretty interesting uh point up and and that's telling the story because a lot of us could literally just spit out the specs this yeah. watch is da, 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 da. it's like okay that's great i, I could have gotten that information from somewhere else but why do you like it why do you dislike it and if it belongs to you what story can you tell did it stand up when you went diving did how did it look when you took it on vacation was it versatile enough to be like oh yeah i was at the beach and then we had a really yeah. nice dinner well, okay did you just wear it like that or did you change the strap on it you know can you show yeah. us what it looked like it's it's stupid i know it's like we're talking about a watch but that's what we like we like the little things we like the kind of imaginary thing of like how would it look right like when you go on vacation like should i even take it i know there's <laughs> magnetism in the airport and i'm gonna go yeah, through the x-ray cool. should i take the expensive thing should i take something that's not expensive what is it what if somebody tosses my bag is it gonna get messed up like i think about all these things you know so yeah. <laughs> for sure but p ross right, we haven't even done a wrist check oh yeah sorry p <laughs> oh i'm cool i'm just it's enjoying the conversation it's know. all good what what what, what watch are you rocking man i'm interested I am rocking probably the best watch of the last couple of years. Okay. Talk to me. The PRX. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great watch. Yeah, for sure. Whoo. Yeah, Ooh. Tiso PRX. Have you have you had any uh, hands-on with it, uh, Jason, or seen I it? I saw one the other day. Um, every time mm -hmm. we go to a certain military sales establishment to get lunch or something, uh, my buddies all know I want to walk by the watch section. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I go by there, and uh, there's some there's some Tiso in there, and uh, <coughs> now I get all the questions like, "Oh, what's this brand? What's this brand?" I'm like, okay, so <laughs> "That four letter brand, stay away from that brand. Um, <laughs> that brand named after a former president, stay away from that brand. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. kind of thing." Right. And, uh, I'm not I'm not trying to get you guys demonetized. So, uh, oh uh, shit. But yeah, I saw them. I thought they were beautiful. Um, the, the dial, like you know, they should hire people like us to put lighting in those places. Cause I, I've right? looked at it, I'm like, man, your lighting sucks. You right. Know? Cause I've seen your guys' pictures of the, in real lighting with those, of those watches. I'm like, man, yeah, it looks different. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing the dial any service or the, mm -mm. the finishing on the band or, yeah, yeah. or anything. Yeah. It's they're That's nice. Great. It's great. It's great. I, I, I hope I can get hands on the new 35. Is it P the 35, 36, ain't it? 36, 35, yeah, yeah. whatever. 35, 36, 37, whatever. Yeah. It's smaller. 
It it is a lot smaller. So I I had the 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 one the P has, but a green down. I ended up selling it, but not because I didn't like it. I sold it to Ooh. fund something else, and then I said I was gonna get it back in the collection. But then they hit me with the new one with the smaller one. But I'm like, should I buy it? Should I not? I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting. I mean, that's what you've been waiting on. We've been saying it. For I years. know, but uh, to be honest with you, I'm so cheap because I got the first one. I told you. I got it mm -hmm. on, a, on a trade deal with like a bunch of different things. And yeah. I ended up paying maybe like 250 bucks for it. So to think that I have to pay like full retail for a new one, I'm like, ah, I That's don't a know good about price. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. Oh, it's an amazing price, man. You, you can't even find them that cheap on eBay. But we did a trade deal with a bunch of different things. And the guy's like, you know what? I don't wear this. Would it sweeten up the deal if I throw this instead of cash? I was like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. And I wasn't going to keep it. I just got it for review, but I fell in love with it. I was like, this thing dang, this is like really good. Like for yeah. the price, like that is the one watch I would recommend somebody get, you know, cause you could buy the leather strap and um, I know they're mm -hmm. working on the, on the rubber strap. So one watch with three different looks, why not? Like it doesn't break the bank and you get respect from the community. The, the PRX is, is the way to go, you know? So yeah, it's hot. Yeah, man. But I'm wearing, uh, I was wearing this yesterday. And I just kind of kept it mm. on 1993 Rolex Stages with the silver dial. So yeah. yeah, it's cool. I like it. It's a classic. It wears really nice. It's dainty, obviously. Unlike uh, Jason's watch is like a solid <laughs> piece of engineering and, mm. you know, seal this, seal that. I'm sure this thing probably doesn't have water resistance, but it's cool. I mean, it's, it's well built. It's a Rolex, but it does feel not in par with like my new stuff, you know, it does feel a little yeah. dainty. <laughs> That's a great year in 93. It's the year I joined the Navy. Oh, really? Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I went for the, I went, I was going to go for an eighties, like birth year and stuff like that. But the cool thing about these nineties is that it had Sapphire crystal. So I'm like, oh, nice. uh, you know, I, I, I prefer a Sapphire crystal. It's a little newer and I got it with box and papers, got a good deal on it. So yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And my wife actually likes it as a classic and mm. she, been wearing it sometimes too so oh, nice. that puts a smile on my face you know so <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool but guys we are yes, here to talk about the new releases cool. from tutor they came out with an fxd and then a little bit about omega right they they i i don't know how i feel about the whole omega thing i love omega but i don't know how i feel about this release so what do you guys want to start off with let's do the, uh, omega. the omega okay let's do the omega so uh, jason start us off what 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 are the, what do these guys do so, uh, so Amiga launched a whole new Seamaster line called the Summer Blue Seamaster line. And uh, shout out to a Blog to Watch. They have a great article. David Breeden did it. Um, we used it the other day as well. It came out June 27th. But um, so some interesting, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now, but some interesting stuff if there's anyone watching that doesn't know. They basically took the Seamaster line and aligned it up. And I know it sounds kind of funny, but we were joking around on our, on our previous episode where I always felt like the Seamaster line was like someone walked into a room, threw a grenade and walked out and the grenade blows up and there's Seamasters everywhere. But like no one really, mm, I think mm, you mm. knew they were Seamasters, but you didn't know they were Seamasters. Yeah. Right. And uh, so Thank now you. what they've done is kind of line them all up, gave them a theme for this release. And now I'm like, okay, so like the pro profs, like I could center on the basketball team. And then like the Seamaster professional 300 is like the shooting guard. Right. But you know they're on the same team now, right? They're, they're drastically yeah. different. They do different things, but you know they're there. And uh, the one cool thing is, if you can see the picture right here, is that the colors of the dials directly relate to the depth ratings of the watches. So I think mm. that's a snazzy little thing. And then there's yeah. a little Easter egg on the Ultra Deep, which is a 
which I'm still not sure about that name, but I get it. I get the name Ultra Deep, but it's kind of <laughs> sounds like a porn term. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like horrible. <laughs> here's some here's some cool pictures of them. So they so they did a Seiko, right? Uh, the Ultra Deep, the with now, the. <laughs> so so I would say yeah, you know I'm actually writing an article about that called the Big Ocean Theory. It's going to be out later this week. Oh nice, um, okay. Yeah, I've heard a bunch of people say that, and I will say now look, I'm not defending any brand or anything because no brand's ever going to defend me, but um. The Seiko releases, I got to the point where I've stopped researching it because I got to like 15 watches. And I don't know if you guys ever wa- uh, listen to the blog to watch weekly, but. Oh, yeah. They do this, yeah, there's so they, many. And they all do that funny game points. where they're like, let's guess the Seiko point price. Yeah. I gave up. I had a spreadsheet. I was trying to average the price out. I was even trying to do. There like, is no average. If you had inflation adjustments. And I was like. This I'm done. I'm not. I'm just gonna say I I picked random 15 watches and the they're not, none of them are even well. Some of them are kind of close to the price point, but I think that um I think it's. I mean, obviously there's similarities. Obviously you can draw you know lines to show stuff, but I I just think that Omega's probably had this in the plans for a while. I think that they went with the summer name because you just couldn't come up the ocean because Seiko I guess owns the ocean. Oh, um okay. and <laughs> and. Cause, cause I have some weird theories design wise on some of this stuff, but I can talk to you about, but here's like the, the aqua Terra. Right. And then there's some, you know, they do the cool pictures so you can see them here. That's a cool, that's mm-hmm. cool watch. Yeah. It, oh, that's the, they, they run through them all. So here's the, well, we'll go through this one first, but like the aqua Terra, get their individual pictures. Yeah. That one's cool. I yeah, don't, I I don't mean, know how I feel about the date window being like a round little thing. Yeah. But, mm. You know, Ooh, and like I like that strap. Oh yeah, let's put it back for you there, P. So what is that? The what are we looking at? The Omega Seamaster. Which one's this one? The Aquaterra. The Aquaterra. Okay, and this is the one with yeah. the strap. The strap is interesting though, because it it like it's not a traditional strap, right? So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I like the fact that it it's it's pretty fitted. I do like the grading on the dial. Right. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Um. I don't like the you, blue, to be honest with you. It's a little feminine. It's like very, yeah. very kind of powder blue, like baby blue. Yeah. It is powdery. And then the case back all have. So, I mean, based on who your mythology, favorite mythology is, you know, it, mm. it's it's Neptune for the Romans and it's Poseidon for the Greeks. But right here he is, you know, rolling deep. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an Aqua Terra. There's going to be three different ones, uh, three different reference numbers, one in the steel bracelet, one in the rubber strap. 38 millimeters. Uh, I think it's pretty snazzy. It's not, it's not really for me. I'm not an Aquaterra guy. Yeah. Um, not for but me. I either. can see. Yeah. The cool thing is I think you're going to notice here is like, like this one here, especially the Aquaterra world timer, right? That was cool. Yep. I, I like how, uh, you know, world timer usually travel related. And this looks an awful lot. Like if you were flying over the ocean, but the ocean was a map, mm, you know, like yeah. the lines of longitude yeah. and latitude. And you know the sea, the ocean, or sea, whatever you want to call it. There's different sizes, but I think it's pretty. This thing's man, I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, oof. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I guess it, you you know what? For me personally, I like blue, but I don't love blue. I'm not yeah. in love with blue. And the fact that they just release all these cool kind of things in blue, it, it kind of it corners the market, right? Because I get it. It's it's going with the depth of the ocean and the water resistance. And I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I'll tell you another thing before I forget. The thing that I don't like is that they removed the display case back on a lot of these to put Poseidon oh, or whatever yeah. the hell. Yeah. It's 
it's a cool engraving, but it's like, man, it's a coaxial movement and they do a really good job. So why would you hide that? You know, it's, that's what I like about Omega, the display case back. So. Yeah, I didn't I'm even think about that. I'm definitely feeling the colors. I'm loving them. I, I, love well, I like blue. the I, I like the darker blues, like the <clears throat> deep ocean or the ultra oh, deep. Man. That thing yeah, is gorgeous. This is the one. This is the one for you, P. The C Master Three Hundred. This is the one. Yes. yes. That was cool. Very vintage inspired with the mm -hmm. with the sandwich style dial, broad arrow, lollipop second. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. But look at the case back. They they. they they took Poseidon. it up, yeah. They Poseidon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. If you're, if you're not into Poseidon, you're really not going to be into the rest of this stuff. Oh. And look at that Seamaster 300. That was cool. But again, something cool about the Seamaster 300 is always that movement, and now you don't get to see it. So, yeah. right. I like the blue though. It looks the, the little gradient is cool. But I mean, what else did they do? Did they put a different movement yeah. or something? No, just the dial color. I mean. Uh, PVD treatment, um, blah blah okay. blah. Eighty-eight hundred so, caliber. Yeah, Still so so on the strap, what fifty-nine hundred, and then on the brace at sixty-three. Did it go up? Because I remember they used to be like in the force, and the if you got the rubber, it was in the force, and then if you got the strap, it was like in the five. So definitely went up in in value. You guys might know more than me. I've never dug this model because of the dial. I don't like the wave pattern. What I mm. you know what I I've never liked about this model, and I've been really close to buying it a few times is the helium escape valve and the scallop <laughs> style um yeah. uh bezel yeah. but other than that i've actually handled this in person the white dial one and i have a picture and video of it and if it's so nice i mean it's it's a nice mm. looking watch you could you could tell omega did a really good job but yeah you know you like it p that's all right yeah. ain't my really my cup of tea here's here's like if i was gonna get one that one's cool this is what I would get. Planet Ocean. That one's cool. Yeah, the whole fire. grading on the dial, man, it's just it's yeah, cool. that's fire. Yeah, I like and that then one. normally, like I don't like. It depends on the bezel and how they do it, but normally I don't like the whole lot mm. of color. But it's it's all right. How do you feel about the helium escape valve on that one? Doesn't bug um, you? I feel like Omega needs that because it's a signature thing at this point. Okay. So the people that are really into Omega. I mean, they'd be probably burning down villages if they took the <laughs> You got rid of it. How dare you? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's At this point, like, it's kind of like you have to have it there. Yeah. I mean, you don't need it from a, from a technical no. standpoint, right? But you, you need it from a, from a looks department kind of thing. <laughs> Very much so. Again. Besides. <laughs> Miguel's going to be totally against uh, Greek mythology after this one. 7,400. Nah. Man, the pull prof. Oh my god, I love yeah, that. This is a monoblock case too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you, I think you remove mm -hmm. the the thing from the front, right, from the dial, maybe mm -hmm. like the movement. Look at that. That's crazy. Yeah, the pull prof is a, a a hit or miss for a lot of people. I, I've always liked them. I don't know if I could rock one, but I think it's a cool looking watch. Man, if I owned a yacht, I if I owned a yacht, one. I totally had this one. I'm not feeling this one. I've never felt this one. Really? Yeah. No. Oh God. I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. And then you push the button to turn the bezel. It's just yeah. it's so quirky because back in the day, it's like you gotta remember. It's like they needed how do they make waterproof case watches? And it was like this. They they make a a, a chunk of metal and, and make yeah. it look super weird for so that way the, the bezel doesn't turn. It's it's crazy. And then it reminds me of Panerai a little bit with the with the crown, how it has like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of secure little thing. So 
I like it though. It's pretty cool. I, I like the the color on this one. I feel like if you're a, a Ploprof owner, there's 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 one or two ways of there's only two ways of owning a Ploprof. Like you have a Ploprof and you wear it all the time, everywhere, um, regardless of what you're wearing. Yeah. Or you have a smaller collection, but like you wear the Ploprof when you're gonna be around um any kind of like social event. Yeah, because like even the non watch people will be like, yo, what is that? Yeah, it's a statement. Then, but then all the watch people are like, yo, you got a plow problem. Oh, you, yeah. know I mean? you never see them. I've never seen one. No, but I mean, the price is crazy. 14300 Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's titanium, yeah. right? I think. Oh, let's see. I, I forgot the metal. I'm really bad about wearing the metals. It doesn't say. So... Mm. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Uh, now, there you go. That one's beautiful. Ultra deep. I would love to check this out in the in in, in person. What do you what do Ooh. you guys think? I mean, it's oh, a I chunky it, piece, man. but yeah, I think it's sharp. Look at that thousand feet, dang yeah. six thousand meters. Holy yeah. crap! So this whole graphic here on the dial is the actual location on the ocean bottom, uh, the Marianas Trench, right? So, and then the little Easter egg. Mm-mm-mm. There boom. you go. So you know what's cool about this? I, I was saying earlier. I really hope this is like a funky note someone in a meeting did <laughs> and they're like you know yeah. what we're gonna use let's that just, on the- <laughs> let's just put it on let's just put it on this uh how much is this watch like ten thousand dollars i have no idea <laughs> yeah it's a 13 grand 30 oh thirteen thousand dollars let's, let's put your little sketch on a thirteen thousand dollar watch yeah but you get you get three different colors of well i mean it's purple i don't know that's no, that's anyways cool. yeah mm. But I think I, I was hoping it was like Sally, the accountant. She wrote a little note. Omega. Sally, the accountant. They're like, they're like, let's use it. She has nothing to do with the signage. She, she's like, they're like that's a $13,000 watch. Yeah, it's 45 millimeter wide case. Mm-mm. I would love yeah. to check this one out in the middle. No, this is, uh, I don't even know, stainless steel, I think it is. Uh, but this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. And then, I mean, you wow. know, like to each their own with, with this stuff. But I feel like... Um, I feel like there was obviously some thought put into it. Um, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think stuff like this, like, no, I'm not saying that they're going to, cause who knows, but I think stuff like this, just buys you time. If you are actually trying to make mechanical improvements, like if you are looking to uh, make movements, saying. you know what I mean? Like yep. you throw this out there and everyone's like, Oh, you know, like this can ride you a whole year. Probably if you are going to release a new movement, but who, who am I to know? I, 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 well, what I think, what are the, one of the smart things that Omega did as well is that they pulled out from all the big fairs, uh, right? Yeah. So they're not in watches and wonders and all that stuff. They just kind of do their own thing. And it's smart because think about it. If this was released alongside the the Tudor 54 and the Omega, the crazy Omega with the display case back, the Daytona and all that, nobody will be talking about Omega. Yeah. Everybody will be talking about Rolex. So it's smart that they did this. And you're absolutely right. What's different here? the dial color that's it i mean yeah. i don't and then in the, the case back now you know, whatever but there's nothing to write home about and be like oh my god did you see what omega just put out it's incredible you know innovation yeah. it's not it's a dial color like mm. but it's cool I, I i like it i really like the ultra deep i think it'll wear super big on me but i i, I like it i think it's pretty you cool. will rock that I mean, maybe, I don't know, oh, compared to the Rolex Ultra Deep or whatever the hell Rolex put out, that is a monstrosity for yeah. me. That mm. just <laughs> looks terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this is, uh, like, I think if you already have, like, one of the more well-known models, right, mm-hmm. and it's in black or something, and then, you know, like, P likes blue, I like blue, yeah. but I really only want, like, one blue watch, right? I would go yeah. get 
the other model of the watch I like. I don't know because I do that with like shirts. Like if I'm six two, like two sixty, right? So if I find a shirt that fits me, my wife already knows what the next step is. Well, time to order five of those shirts because I can't run the risk of them run of them stop selling them, and then I'm looking for shirts again. It's annoying. You know what I mean? Like it's. I'm the opposite. I'm so so. Here's Jason. He's like I'm I'm six two two hundred and something. I'm like five four man. Uh, five five on a good day, but I'm I'm short, so everything doesn't fit me. I have to go to a tailor yeah. and get it cut because I'm so short. So yeah, I know exactly how you do, bro. I know exactly how you feel. Like just opposite ends. <laughs> yeah. When I got when I got married, uh, the lady's like, "Well, we don't have a fifty athletic jacket because I'm renting a tux. I'm not buying a tux for my wedding. I'm renting one." <laughs> and she's like, "We don't have a fifty athletic, so you got to fit in a forty eight. Bro, it Ooh. was it was it mm. was a difficult month. I was grinding it out, and my boys had wow. to put the jacket on me around my shoulders, and then I buttoned it up. And so later in the evening, after everything, my wife's like, "You should take your jacket off when we dance and everything." I said, "I'm not, I'm not taking this jacket off. You don't, you don't understand how much work it was to put this jacket on. <laughs> I can't it's take it. Right. It's like, it's the not that I don't end. want to take it off. I can't take it off. <laughs> yeah. I might kill somebody. It's on its own. Shoot." Yeah. That's funny. But, All right, so overall thoughts, guys, on these on these Omega watches. What is it? Is it a, is it a thumbs up? Thumbs down? We'll start off with you, I, Jason. Oh, real quick. Yeah, I think it's a thumbs up. I think I think they did a good job. I think there's a some singularity in the design, um, and they presented them all at the same time, which I always think is slightly better than just piecemealing them out. I agree. Um, and I'd like to see what they do after this, though. Like, what's going to be the big splash after this? Got it. P. Ross. Thumbs up for sure. A uh, couple models I really don't like, but th- them, them, them shades of blue is banging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Thumbs up for me, too. I mean, I, I, I know I said that it's kind of boring, but at the same time, they put some thought into it because, like Jason said, there's so many Seamasters out there that you kind of forget, like, this is part of the Seamaster family. I didn't even know, which I think it's a problem, right. really, because when you look at Rolex and you think Mariner. There's different colors, but you know what the Samariner is, right? And then what the date does and the date date. But with the Seamaster, if I were to quiz you guys before this exercise and told me, told you, tell me all the Omega Seamaster models, or or that you'd be like, I don't, I don't know, Omega three hundred. I don't, I don't know. I didn't even know the Pull Prof was part of the Seamaster collection. I thought you asked me that question, I would have left the show. <laughs> Jason, see you guys later, Jason. <laughs> but overall, I think it's pretty good. I think uh, they're smart for doing their own releases. I can't wait to see what they have next. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I like it. I, thumbs up for me, except for the mm-hmm. display case back. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, I think because especially yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. You want me to put on the next one? Yeah, let's put on the next one. So, Tudor, what did what did Tudor come out with? Ooh, Tudor came out it. with these Red Bull Alingi Racing. Pelagos and it's the FXD. The FXD. Now, before we get into the design of this, I heard somebody say that they didn't really like what Tudor did here, and the reason for it is because it kind of uh it makes the FXD, the original one, not stand out on its own or not have its own kind of provenance, if you will. And let me explain. Yeah. So when that came out, it was like, guys. We got with the French Navy. They designed a watch that was like specked out to what they needed. And it's a military watch, right? In the back, you see the MN and then the year. And you're like, yeah, this is a military watch. This mm-hmm. is this is what we like. And if you look back, all the mil-spec watches from Rolex, they're in the $500,000 range now. You can't even get them, right? They're super expensive. And now what they did is they got together with Red Bull. I'm like, wait, what? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're diluting what the FXD 
supposed to be, which is a mil spec watch. And now you're making it a whatever the hell this is, you know? So the FXD watch is a beautiful watch, but I could already tell you, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, they don't look yeah. bad, but I wouldn't wear something with that says Red Bull on it. Like what? Yeah. I don't know. You get, I can give you like a little naval perspective on this if you want. Please, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, right? Like I think the FXD, the OG FXD is great. Um, but like everyone that knows me, I'm not going to jock the French Navy, right? I'm, I'm, I was part of the greatest and still part of the greatest Navy in the history of the planet. Like come at me in the comment sections if you disagree, right? So the FXD is cool. He wants to smoke, yeah. He wants yeah, to yo, smoke. <laughs> if I were at the Burger King, I'm not buying a McDonald's watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. uh, you know what I mean? Like, not, and, and listen, I like McDonald's fries. Don't get me wrong. But my point is, so the Marine National, though, that watch is for dive teams. It's got a very specific bezel. The the fixed lugs. It's it's awesome. It's a great watch. Um, but I think the only thing I think that Tudor messed up was by using the term yacht racing. Because I think to the average person that's not involved in the ocean or being a mariner or any of that stuff, they think of like yacht rock radio yacht, right? Like some overweight guy in a speedo drinking champagne, a bunch of people dancing. You know, Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brothers are on. Everybody's having a good time. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This 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 boat, the AC seventy five, is going in excess of fifty knots. That's sixty miles an hour in the water, right? Mm. It's it's and this the the pusher chronograph, um, the pushers, like the whole thing is designed for someone that's hauling butt on top of the water to be able to see. I get you know it, it's pretty it's pretty legible. Um, but that's why they're not screw down crowns or pusher crowns because this isn't designed to literally go underwater. Not like the Marine national, the national one was, mm -hmm. and that one's not even truly a, what we consider to be a dive underwater for a super long period of time depth right. diver. It's like, we're rolling slightly under the water to get from point A to point B and, and uh, you know, kick some butt when we get there kind right. of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where Tudor does it. To your point, Miguel, does it deplete the provenance of the first one? I think I think they messed up by doing the first one not a standard issue. The first release is related to a military arms. You've, you've set that standard for every other Pelagos FXD that comes out after that. I've always felt like they should have came out with just a black FXD and a blue FXD, and that was that. And then released... The Marine National one, and then released whatever one you they you know, Ringling Brothers Circus after that. Who cares? But because it is a tool watch, it's very much a tool watch, and you're around yeah. the water and stuff. But the the fact that you linked it to the mil, to a military unit, a specific unit that does some legit stuff, um, now you're just like, well, it's a freaking yacht racing watch, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, yeah, yeah. So, no, and and I mean we all know the the old school uh, Tudor Submariners, right? The the Marinish now ones. I mean those are coveted. I, I love them. I love the way yeah. they look with the snowflake hand and all that stuff. And look look back on you know in history or whatever, and they didn't really dilute that. That is what it is. But now yeah. fast forward, it just doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense to me. Is it a cool looking watch? The cool colors, all that. Yeah, but to me, it just I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have one and again it's more because of the red yeah. bull like it's weird like i don't know yeah and i think it's very specific and, and you know plenty of people have said that and, and i can't not agree with them it's like you either like love red bull and vodkas or you want a really fast <laughs> racing boat uh -uh. kind of thing i don't you know 
I mean, if it if it didn't say to be fair, if it didn't say Red Bull on the on the rehot or whatever, and yeah. it was just like the colors of Red Bull. I get it. Okay, cool. But the fact that they put a Red Bull and I could see it, it says Red Bull yeah. Racing. It just, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's throwing me off too a little bit. Yeah, and I think like yeah. that you you basically, I mean, if you have all the timing stuff here and now. If timing's so important, why are you going to take up that much real estate? Right. A quarter of Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't do it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would just love to look, we've discussed it, right? Tudor bros. I'm waiting, right? I'm waiting because I can't wait for you to get a tutor. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I want the LHD, but, but I really want one of these. I want really? a freaking strat, not this one. I want a strap monster. I want an FXD, right? To oh, me, do. the lugs and the spring okay. bars equate to setting an automatic. I don't want to deal with it, right? I want to grab a block case, you know, as a slab of metal and push whatever strap I want through and, and keep it moving, right? I work out in this thing, do whatever I got to do, but I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to wear the French Navy on my wrist and I'm not going <laughs> to wear a yacht racing energy drink on my wrist. Um, give me something that I can wear all the time, you know, with all the capabilities of every other FXD and keep it moving. Do I love the LHD? Mm. Yeah, I dig it. But this is what I really want. And they've yet to offer something. I think that appeals to the masses and I am the masses, right? Like, you know, and I I think that I've, I've held them. I've held the FXD. I think it's great. Um, but you know, I don't drink enough Red Bull to, to buy mm. this, and and I don't own a yacht that goes fast or any kind of boat. <laughs> you know, just kind of, uh, yeah. You know, I I just feel like they're. I mean, they might have. You know, they probably have one in the works. But that's what I would want because and what, so because when I want when I become a tutor bro, bro, I want to become a tutor bro with a tutor that I really really want. Yeah, of that course. I really want. Right you know on. What I mean, so so let me ask you something. Do you guys think? That the FXD now, though the way that 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 kind of um, tutor is presenting it, or or the lineage or the origin of it, it always has to be in collaboration with something. So first it was a Marine National, now it's like a racing team and Red Bull. Is the next one going to be in collaboration with some bicycling team or something, or can they make an FXD on its own? Just say this is the FXD that's linked to nothing. It's just blacked out black bezel. Can that be possible? Yeah, it could be possible. I mean, it could be possible. Do you think you guys are going to, are they going to do it? But it ain't going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Because, correct me if I'm wrong. He's got a point. I, I, all the, all the normal black base and everything, they're not linked to anything. It's just a normal release. But Mm -mm. the FXD is the only one that's always linked to something. So, right. Are they trying to tell us something? Like the FXD is always going to be in collaboration with something until you find something you're passionate about? I you think know. that's a huge mistake. Yeah. I mean, because let me give you an example, right? So notice, right? Yeah. Notice has the whole sector lineup, right? Mm-hmm. And so I own sector deep. Right. And, you know, studying the sector, what does notice do? Notice makes one case. The sector is a case. And then every other sector is built around that case. Right. So, it, there's a there's a sector pilot. There's a sector field watch. There's a sector deep, which is the deeper diver. Um, there's there's tons of sectors, right? But and slight things change. S- slight things change, but you you know what you're getting in the case, right? 
And that's where I feel like their big mistake is with this watch. You, I've put one of these on the Marine Nationale on. I felt dirty doing it, but I put it on for a couple <laughs> seconds and I went home and took a shower. Right. But it's super comfortable. It's super comfortable. Like if you threw it on one of the Erica straps, you know, I've seen the ones you see. Oh guys, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There you go. And, and, and if you did it and let's say you did a black one, let's say you did a blue one, um, different blue than these blues and the Marine Nationale one, I guess. And then maybe a, a gray one. That would be my grail, bro. Like, if they had a gray variant of oh, this, thing, I know, one. I know it wouldn't matter because you can't see that underwater, but who cares? And then you just got like ripped people working out wearing this in the normal models, you know, like just showing like daily activities that stuff people do. Hell um, yeah. I think you'd sell a, a huge amount of, of, of units because this is literally a tool. Like, mm-hmm. We've had discussions like, well, do you, cause this one's composite. Do you think you could break it? Well, I'm like, dude, you'd have to try. You'd have to try to break those fixed lugs because if your wrist got caught on something, you'd probably amputate your own hand before you mm. broke that thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or you'd have to stand on it and hit it with a hammer or something. You know what I mean? But like, um, so I, I, I just think that I really hope they do because I'm not getting any younger. And, um, if I had, a three to five watch collection. My Tudor bro watch would be the FXD, but it'd have to be something that isn't aligned with it. It's just, it's just a Tudor FXD. It's just capable. Mm, That'd be cool for me. And I think Modus does that with a good job with the sector cases case. Yeah. Hey, Tudor, if you're listening, which they're probably not, but make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Tudor. We need, we need Jason to become, come on, Tudor. Come on. Help me help uh, me. I, 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 I love Tudor. I mean, I love what they're doing and and just kind of giving things to the masses and the FXD is something that they really need to work on. I think they they have a, I don't know, they have something here, right? But they need yeah. to stop collaborating with weird people and and nothing against the, the you know, French Navy or, or Red Bull and the racing team, but it's like give something that we can appeal to, right? Because I, I can't really, you know, I, I, I've thought about the fxd but then the whole thing with the marine national and i was like well i don't really it doesn't speak to me you know i don't yeah i'm not a military and i don't know the the, the french navy but i guess it's kind of cool i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean because i've almost think, i've almost pulled the trigger on a royale a couple times mm, almost very dressy <laughs> yeah mm. sorry pay me to yeah. catch off no i think this alienates a lot of enthusiast because i don't know nobody that boat like that <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> when if yo, they are they're getting the yacht master rolex yacht master they're not gonna get this right this thing and again when i think of a, a rolex yacht master i think exactly what jason was saying somebody in speedos dancing around yeah. and stuff like that this is different mm-hmm. i mean obviously this is like straight up racing and how many people actually do this sport i mean yeah. it's very expensive and very dangerous so Mm-mm-mm. I think if they came out with maybe an FXC that had something to do with like F1 racing, it could appeal to more people, you know. And yeah, that's and, been taken off lately. Yeah. So, well, I mean, look how, at how about I, just make a, a FXD that a, a, appeals to the masses? Yeah, just to normal people without you know? association. It, it it's in the works, I'm sure. Yeah. Because uh, this is this is definitely a, a tool watch, and it, it gets a lot of respect from a lot of different people. This is not. It's a luxury product, but it's a tool watch. There's no mm-hmm. blinginess to it. There's no none of that stuff, you know. Yeah. So overall, let's give it a thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Jason, uh, I give it the watch rolling. 
the and the middle and. ground. <laughs> the there's elements grand. I like, but there's elements I don't like. Got it. P. So do y'all wait? Do y'all prefer the Chrono or the other one? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I like uh, the OG just because the Chrono is throwing me off yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I just like yeah. that one. Just yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Only. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, what does that tell you about the chrono though? That tells you that they are going to create more lines in the future with this chrono. Right. Imagine so. So let me put this, Jason. Let me ask you. So they come out with an FXD in chrono with a panda or reverse panda that's not associated to anything. Are you buying that, or do you not like the chrono? Uh, I don't mind the chrono, but I'm not buying a panda or reverse panda because in my experience with watch enthusiasm, pandas relate to dress dressier watches to me okay like okay. i want an fxd tool man like Got it. something breaks off i rip the strap strap off i throw it at somebody it gets me out of a dicey situation like that's <laughs> the kind of that's the kind of fxd fxd Got i it. want you know so let me let me ask you you seen the black bay 58 silver right with the taupe dial it's kind of like a gray mm-hmm. okay what if they come out with that same color scheme with the fxd just a normal fxd uh i'd have to see it either in your pictures in videography with great lighting Okay. Or I'd have to go handle one in person. Got it. And then, okay. you know, I'm going to hit up the Tudor bros about how, you know, how these things wear. I mean, because I've tried some on my wrist, but like day-to-day activity kind of thing. Got it. All right, guys. Well, uh, did, did Peter Ross, it was a thumbs up, thumbs down for you? Uh, 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 thumbs up on the one without the chrono. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Thumbs down on. The chrono for sure. I'm I'm like get Jason. the whole thing thumbs down. You know what I'm saying with that red pool <laughs> in there. But I'm like know. Jason on this. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Color scheme's okay, but the whole Red Bull and association is just not not a, not a great look for me. I do like the innovation of or kind of the trajectory of where where the FXD is going with the chrono and the time only. That's pretty cool. But aside from that, I I just I don't know how I feel about this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> But all right, guys, well, that's been close to an hour. Why don't we talk about uh, Jason a little bit? Jason, let us know where people can find you and what you've been doing because you're on Instagram. You're on YouTube now. So yep. what tell us yeah. a little bit about where people can find you. So the, the easiest places to find me are on Instagram at Watch Rolling, YouTube Watch Rolling. And then um, I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn. You can find me on there, Watch Rolling. Um, what I've been doing recently is, that, you know, I've just been recording the podcast. For those of you that aren't familiar, my podcast is usually about a half an hour long. And I always focus on a watch-related topic. And then I share um, a veteran resource that I've located with the watch enthusiast community. Because after speaking to so many of us, I realized there's a bunch of people that either A, are veterans. Some of the people that own some of these watch companies are veterans. Or they have veteran employees. Or people have family members that are veterans. Or they're veterans themselves. And there's so many resources out there that it's humanly impossible like for one person to know them all, right? Right. So if I put them out there on the internet and they're up there you know, for a while, maybe someone runs across something. Sometimes I go and update certain ones. Um, I've always felt that a video version of the podcast would be better, especially for the veteran resources. Cause it's kind of like with watches, right? Like we can talk about watches, but unless you see them, yeah, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So I transitioned to that. I'm on my 63rd episode. I think I'm taking mm-hmm. a month off. Uh, I'll come back September 1st cause I'm reevaluating and reorganizing the structure for video. Um, that's still up in the air. And I'm really going to concentrate on my writing. I feel that's the most juice for the squeeze I've discovered. I've always liked writing. Um, for those of you who don't know, I, I got featured on a blog to watch for a review 
of a Zodiac Zulu Oscar 9209 that I own. My, my wife owns a, a, her own copy, not copy, her own actual watch. And then my buddy T owns one too. And what I did was I organized a review across three people, uh, me doing the history and as a retired naval guy and my wife is a, a teacher and um, my buddy T who's active duty. And we just kind of collaborated on all three of them and published it. It got picked up by a blog to watch. I did a summary article on there. And um, that's, I also am part of the government cheese time live stream with my boy, Alex for army and time on Instagram. If you guys in the army and time podcast, great guy, really funny. Alex is really knowledgeable and uh, been working with the anti-watch watch club guys. You can see the flag back there. They sponsor both our podcast and uh, just going from there. So starting back up September 1st, you're going to see September 1st, you're going to see me on video again. Um, I got, some stuff behind the scenes with the Veterans Watchmakers Initiative. For any of you that don't know, it's a school in Odessa, Delaware that I really believe in. And they teach disabled veterans the art of watchmaking and not watch assembly, the art of watchmaking. Like you build the tools and all that stuff. Um, and I feel like it, it's a school that I believe in so much. If I wish I had ran across it when I first retired, because I would have gave it, I, I would have gave it a shot. I would have really, really tried it because um, it can change the course of a veteran's life, especially disabled veterans. So I invite you to check that veteran watchmakers initiative on there and then um you know i'm always happy to come on someone's uh live stream or 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 podcast whatever they want you know to share my experience uh like slight veteran i don't try to like go super hard veteran on the take um but you know sometimes like you hear like oh it's military grade it's like well that's the lowest bidder bro like you're not you're it, it, huh. for i'm not gonna name any truck companies but trucks always try to sell you on military grade it's like okay it's it's a, it's a credit plastic. That's going to break. <laughs> but, um, so it's cheap. You mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, and it's going to suck to sit in it, but you know, so, so that's, that's it. Um, Instagram's kind of fun for me. I, I might organize, I, I'm actually working on a second channel for Instagram to actually show the veterans resources. Um, and then my regular Instagram feed will be all the fun stuff. Uh, the Friday night sleep reels I do. I've had a bunch of veterans tell me they help them go to sleep that deal with uh, PTSD and insomnia. Um, that's a real thing for a lot of us, like getting to sleep is hard or staying asleep is hard. And one day I made a, a loom shot video hyperlapse with some piano music. And I got hit up, um, by simplify ADC, a buddy of mine and a bunch of other people were like, Hey man, those things really make me go to sleep. And I didn't know if that was a compliment or not at first. Mm. Is that like, boring? Oh. <laughs> My video is so boring. Thanks. You're falling asleep. But yeah. But, um, so I pump those out every Friday. Um, and then, yeah. you know, just take, take fun pictures of my watches and stuff like that. And then, uh, but, uh, 20, the, the rest of 2023 after September going to 2024 is really going to be about focusing on my writing. Um, and just experiencing more watches and getting out there and doing more stuff with them. Um, and solidifying my collection. I want to get to the point to where I have just three to five and, and do That's cool nice. stuff with them and document it. Very cool. cool. Uh, thanks for sharing that, man. Uh, P. Oh, yeah. Ross, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh, Ross Rich Watch Love everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Get into it. Hey, and I like what you're doing, P. I mean, Jason already kind of touched on it a little bit, but the fact that you're kind of giving a shout out to people that maybe we don't even know about their channel. Yeah, there was like so. one that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know about them. And I, I went to go support them. But that's super important. Obviously, that's how we met right mm -hmm. dave yes sir from just to watch that's how that's how we met he we right. i had 
80 subscribers of that and you had about the same right and he did a video of like underrated <clears throat> youtube people whatever and then i'm like oh well so i hit up every single one of them and the only one that really got back to me was p and then we hit it off and then we did a podcast and the rest is history and we're friends right. and that's just the way it is i think it's important to kind of give shout outs and i probably need to do that too i i i, I try to do it not publicly but i try to support people in different ways and always be very open but i want to do like a public shout out because there is a lot of good channels my fear is always going to be there's going to be people that are going to feel like they got left out of the video you know right. and then i'm going to be forced to do a second video and maybe a third video because right. i don't know if you guys know this but <laughs> maybe you do by now I talk to a lot of people and that's the way that I've been able to build this podcast and do everything because I collaborate with a lot of people. So if I did a video, there's literally probably a hundred different channels and it's too much, you know, yeah. but anyway, SoCal watch reviews for me on Instagram, uh, YouTube. We just hit 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. Congrats, so bro. Congratulations. I want to, I want to, I don't want to get demotivated, although I admitted it that I did, but I need to find something that piques my interest and i need to do yeah. something right and uh and i want to keep up this podcast as well so to the few people that do listen and have been listening and supporting jason you're one of them thank you so much from the bottom of our heart from i could speak you know yeah for, yeah. for p ross it's a lot of work man it's a lot of work getting up doing the thing over and over and still finding interest in doing it but the main reason we do it is just for the relationships not we get zero money out of this. We're not sponsored by anybody. If anything, we're the ones that have to pay money. So it's not for the money. It's for the passion. 110%. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> Any parting words, guys? Nothing? No. no. <laughs> I have a new, I'll have a new quote next week. So. Next week. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, Jason, keep up the great work, my friend. And uh, you. P. Ross, you too. Keep, keep doing your thing. And as always, my friends, stay humble.